Welcome to the Long Come Norwich podcast, where your virtuous, voluptuous Nodgecasters have vigilantly viewed the Brentford gang and will share our vengeful, victorious verdicts in our own vigorously verbose fashion. You join us at Shea Lawney's, where we're warming up after a cold, drizzly afternoon at Fortress Carrow Road, where Norwich dispatched Brentford by a goal to nil. My name is still Tom, and I'm joined as ever by Lawney. Hey, you, mate. John. Hello. And making his ACN debut, journalist Mick Dennis. Guys. Tonight we're going to review that lovely Brentford game, another win for the Canaries. We're going to have to look at a couple of uh, yellow legends making their way across to um, the lower half of East Anglia. Um, we'll look ahead to Bournemouth in the Cup. We've got a bulging mailbag um, from Facebook and Twitter and we'll round off, as always, with the ACN quiz. So let's first off talk about Brentford. Um, and you were actually in the posh seats I with Delia yeah. for, for the game, Mick. Um, tell us... Um, it's a doing my cred no good at all, will it? <laughs> no, we have to point out as well, uh, listener, that um, Mick is adorned in his full um, uh, top, top and tails with his, with his with the top hat. The top hat, I think, is a bit much. But um, tell us what your, your view of the game was in, in the sofa-like seats that yeah. which you were sitting. Well, well, let's first of all explain that, because I, I do pay for home and away season tickets and people need to know that because I do get some abuse <laughs> occasionally uh, once or twice a season uh, dealer invites me and do you know what I say yes we'll, we'll do that and it was really instructive today I thought um, there's a real um, feel good factor that I think uh, is more than the football so I know that this week uh, they had meetings with groups like yourselves but that was dealer's idea they had um, uh, they, they uh, you know, the, we had the quiz, the Norwich, the, the Norwich Ipswich quiz. Uh, they had, there was a big presentation on at the academy. There's, lot, there's lots of good stuff. This club is trying very hard to get get things right. As far as the football today is concerned, I thought it was more of the same. It's a difficult old league, isn't it? And two teams, you know, they, they play very similar to us. Clearly, the chance under the empty net, in front of the empty net, could have, could have transformed things. But then so could Jordan's penalty. So could uh, Todd Campbell's one-on-one. Um, and I think that uh, when you look at the table and you look how close things are, three points are gained in a workmanlike fashion rather than perhaps as exciting as, as Forest away, which was bliss. Um, we're, we're, we're very grateful for it. And, it. and it's extraordinary run we're on. None of us could have seen this coming, really, could we? It was a game of two halves today, wasn't it, mm. John? The, the first half was what we, what we got second half against Villa. And what we got a lot of the time against Forest, and then yeah, there's I'd the second half. We almost seem to 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 shut up shop as if well one nil's enough. We might get a couple of chances on the break, which we did. You know, Steeperman if the ball yeah. had bumped, bumped. Yeah. You, yeah. you mentioned obviously you mentioned Campwell's back yeah. pass. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, punt. Game of two halves for me. I'm not sure it was going to be two halves. So I thought the first 15 minutes, perhaps 20 minutes, Brentford looked a bit more purposeful, looked a bit more likely that they were they're going to be the team to take the lead, and then we started hitting our straps. Started moving the ball about nicely, and we created chances. And you alluded to the um, Stephenman chance, which he, he should have just taken a bit earlier. If he's if he's got a couple of goals this season, he's a bit more confident. Hmm. Going to get that out of his stride, and he's going to get a shot off um, on target. Um, but for me, I just wonder whether the psychological shift with Rhodes missing his penalty was more than than we perhaps anticipated. Because I thought half time, fifteen minutes, they'll have a bit of time to get over it, and then actually we go again. But we didn't. It, it just felt a little bit West Brom-like in that mm. we kind of sank um, as soon as he'd missed the pen. But 
I don't know why we've got him on penalties at the moment because that was exactly the same penalty that he took against West Brom. Because it, it was maybe a safe that one, maybe one nil. Well, yeah. the, the keeper was even showing him that side, and I said to Ross next to me, I was like, the "Keeper showing him that side almost as if they've done the homework. He's missed a penalty there before. Go on, have a little sniff down Lord, the right." Take us yeah. into the mentality of that. Why is he still on penalties? Uh, because he's our out-and-out goal scorer, and it's a confidence thing. I think. Mm. I think. Had, there's an had he buried it, we'd be saying, "What a good move!" Yeah, mm. exactly. Yeah. Absolutely, um, but we, he didn't. He so didn't I'd, I'd like to. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> yeah, one of the old captain hides like something to whinge about. It's all good, apart <laughs> from take, that. Don't want to take your airtime, Lordy. But one of the great benefits of being where I was in the posh seats was, if it is a benefit, I saw how broken Jordan was by that because it, you know we see him as he came off at half time. He's still barely uh, able to look people in the eye. Uh, it was a it was a big moment for him. And and however people are saying head up and all that stuff, that must have a negative mm. effect on on the. Yeah. I thought he played really well though and I think that's why he took it because he if, he's, hard, yeah. if he takes yeah. it in school yes. Jordan Rhodes after a goal is a different yes. player to Jordan yes. Rhodes before he scores yes. but um, he doesn't naturally look like a penalty taker to no, me the way he plays he's not a technician is he? he's not someone who's going to place it you know, if no. he's going to take penalties just smash it who do we think will take the next one Leitner? I'd have said Leitner or Steeperman because I think Steeperman probably would Smash a pen would just straight down the middle. I bang. bet Emmy would put his hand up for one. Yeah, mm. I think that's a good shout. He was outstanding today. Right. I, I've been. Great. Really, yeah, I, agree I was a critic of him um, in the early period of O'Neill's injury, and I think that I was just too harsh on. I believe uh, you were a critic of him Tuesday night against Villa. Yeah, f- f- I did think that uh, first half he was poor, and then second half he was terrific on on Tuesday. Um, yeah, he's. Uh, we actually had the conversation pod or two ago about even when there's a good run you you, you always end up with one player who think mm, that's the one thing that if I could tweak slightly that you know because you you have to have something to moan sure. about as a football player and for me he was the one player who I thought yeah, I'm okay. not quite sure that he, he's up to it and second half Tuesday and all of today he was country mile man in the match See, I, super I, up today. I think at games like at QPR where, where he linked brilliantly with, with Aaron's I've, I've always thought that he probably brings more than, than O'Neill to the team O'Neill is, is unplayably quick but uh, Emmy joins in, like, like Todd Cantwell, um, joins in all the little one-touch, two-touch and brings other people into the game. And I think they're, they're, they are very instrumental to the way we want to play. Um, and I was delighted. I mean, in the, as far as Todd's concerned, going past that, because I saw there was a tweet earlier saying we should, dro- we should drop him and, and um, think to, for a now. I think... Uh, Don't give the questions away. Yeah. All right. Sorry. <laughs> well. Okay. All right. Sorry. Had, had, you, you talked about had Jordan scored. Had he scored? Mm. That's what Todd needs is a goal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Had he scored? In His that performances one-on-one. deserve it yeah. as well. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And I think the other thing with Emmy um, and why possibly he's starting ahead of Owen at the moment mm. is his set piece delivery is mm. pretty Great. perfect. Yeah. Like a lot every than single yeah. one is on the money. Mm. Mm. So I think he's he in a real team. whip, doesn't he? And and it was the terrier like way he was he was getting back. He's got an incredible ability yes. to insert himself between the ball and the yes. and the opposing player. No matter what angle it is, he yeah. seems to have an uncanny ability to do that. Um, and he was running around with the, with his with his knee, with his bloody knee um, and he, he had that kind of scrape down his knee like an 8-year-old would on a Sunday morning, <laughs> you know, just just yeah. pure sheer enthusiasm. Um he's yeah. got a little nasty streak as well, I think in him like He's not one to be bullied. No. Well, I like how much he hates it. being taken off. I, and he's I, the oldest person here. He's still a child. You know, when we talk about the kids yeah. in the team, he is still a kid. Yeah, he's 21, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. 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 Punt is deceptively old, though. Is it deceptive? <laughs> deceptively. Clearly about 40. I was trying to insult you and I got it wrong. So, moving back to the game, second half, I do still feel that there were signs of the older FARC approach to substitutions. It, it seemed to me, even on an hour, that we were 
starting to go into coast mode and get the odd breakaway. They were getting more and more of a head of steam. I don't um, think it was coast. I think it was, and we, we discussed it on the walk home to me. I think he was saying, sit in, actually they're going to come at us, take the pressure, and then we'll, we'll break at pace. And that's why Hernandez came on at the end, and we and the Cantwell chance came out of that as mm. well. So I think that was a deliberate tactic. And also he waited for his substitutions because he was like, right, let's use him in the last 10 minutes, actually just shithouse our way towards yeah, the victory. But, but if it wasn't for a fantastic double save from Cruel. Um, which then, which then immediately after have the uh, number nine can't remember his name for Brentford, who then skied it off the bar. The, that plan doesn't work. Yeah, but, but it, it is if maybe Campbell scores, Stephenman scores, Rose scores his penalty. It's, but also, it's, sometimes not it's not about what we decide to do. It's what what the opposition do to us. Mm. And with with Jordan Rose, whatever he brings to the team, it isn't mobility up front or mm. or an outball, is it? So, so I think that uh, as the game went on, certainly we were uh, less able to dominate midfield. But that's that's a team coming at us who've got to do something and that's, that's soaking out mm. a bit he, I mean he does use tribal as a late substitute to, to game managers over line but I, I don't object to that I think there was a bit of game management up until that point as well and that this was the third game in a week Forest and Villa mm. we were well on it and that must have mm. taken a lot out of us mm. we're 1-0 up at home looking fairly comfortable with a side basically at arm's length like mm. I don't mind us sitting in and resting d- d- defensively we looked um, as <coughs> comfortable other than that hairy scary yeah. bit with, with the double save and it was very good and and you know cruel has, has been was your mm. while we're winning whipping boy wasn't he from from a few weeks ago you said that he was the one player that you, you know you're not as comfortable with as others and i thought today is maybe the first time that i can remember where he's had an almost obvious impact on on the result if you see what i mean because it was quite late in the game that he made yeah. that double mm. that double save and, and we're up against it if that does go to 1-1 with 10 minutes left when they've had all the ball but Lorne's right the context of this is this is our third win in eight days the, the, the forest was bliss, wasn't it? Forest was absolute bliss watching that as an yeah. as an away fan. After you know, after the fifteen minutes when they, they scored, and then obviously said they said we'll keep it calm for a while, and we we seized the initiative, and, and I thought that was breathtaking stuff. And then lovely winning win against Forest. So so it's really nitpicking, I think, to to look for faults in the second half today. It's nine points out of three games. Is the context? <coughs> yeah, I completely agree. When we are looking forward to Tuesday, uh, or is, is it Wednesday? The Tuesday. Game. Tuesday. Um, you go Wednesday. Pardon? I'll, yeah, I'll, 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 head, I'll head down <laughs> to Gold Sands on, on Wednesday. Um, well, that's a nice beach. Um, <laughs> they uh, they are doing really, really well. Mm. Um, I think it's two two losses in the last 12 now after today's result as well. Um, and they started really positively. Surely it's play all the kids and all the reserves and give get some time for Marshall and people like that, isn't it? And I think they'll do the same as well. Like, I think... The, in this cup, in the Carabao Cup, what you want is mid-table to lower-table Premier League side away because they'll They're just play it. their kids. Yeah. Yeah. Complete eye off. Like Cardiff. And yeah. that's, mm. that's actually a question we've had in and it's worth discussing now. So Adam Brandon says, yeah, obviously Tuesday night needs to be discussed. Um, Rhodes, Hernandez, Vrancic, Godfrey, Tribal will start. Not sure about the rest of the side. I'm not sure about Adam Brandon telling us what, should, what obviously should well, be on our clearly, agenda. He obviously, clearly boys, is, we yeah, should yes. be discussing this. Wouldn't fancy, right. He says, wouldn't fancy the, the defence we played against Wickham. What's your team? <laughs> so Ben Marshall would come back into my team if he's back. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd have him instead of Aaron. Shabeni needs to play because he's presumably yeah. going to have to lead the line against Wednesday because yes. we can't play well, Rhodes. Well, apparently Pansky yeah. might be back. Oh, as early as that? Oh, chat. I thought he was mid-nov. No, I thought he was next international. No, he's... Okay. Uh, sharing a face and a hamstring with Timu Puki means I can confirm that he'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> and then will, he, will he be having the hamstring on, on yeah. next Saturday? Yeah, so he'll... Um, I love Hillsborough. I, I think it's a fantastic away day, fantastic away ground. Cool. 
Um, the knowledgeable fan base, good team, good accents. Um, <laughs> Excellent move on from Adam Brandon's pertinent point. I was going to say, should oh, we discuss sorry, the team? So McGovern and Goal. <laughs> well, as I say, I was uncomfortable with the way that he told us what the team had been. McGovern and Goal, that's a given, mm-hmm. isn't it? Uh, yeah, unfortunately, McGovern and Goal, yeah. Um, we... So you got Marshall right back. Pinto? Would he play Marshall right back though, or would he give him the opportunity mm. to play right midfield? Because Marshall signed to be a midfielder. Or Pinto could play right back. He was playing left back. I haven't got that far yet. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, right back Pinto. Centre backs, Godfrey. Godfrey. Mm. Yeah. And another. Maybe, yeah. maybe Zimbo. Oh, he's played a lot of football, hasn't he, now? But he just seems to love it. Well, I've got to do some more sort of, I was in the posh seat stuff, because I was sitting next to Christoph Zimmerman's mum and dad. Um, they went to the Forest game in, on, a, on an away fans bus. They, they, arrived in the, they arrived in the country uh, a week ago yesterday, so Friday, whatever it was, and went to the Forest game by bus with, with some fans. I had been told that, and I was trying to find a friend in the buses afterwards, and I saw these two giant parents, and I guess, <laughs> guess that seven-foot woman and her, and her eight-foot husband might be, and uh, sat with them today. And that was, it's an interesting insight when, you, when, you, you know, when you're with parents of players. And uh, my wife asked, sorry, this is a distraction, but my wife asked uh, Mrs. Zimmerman, at one time, one time Christoph had hurt himself, and, sort of, and she said, what's it like when he hurts? And she said, she said oh, and it's a bad injury, and he stays down, it's terrible. And I'm thinking, your son is a giant, he doesn't get hurt, he hurts yeah. other people, you know, but, mm. but saw it from a human point of view. Tuesday, I don't know. I mean, Wickham was, Wickham was both joyous and ridiculous, wasn't it? And, and um, it'd be more of the same. I think you're right that... that uh, they will uh, play a team that they think is sort of good enough to go past us, but is serving other purposes, giving people game time and so on. And and we should to an extent. Um, but, you know, Norwich fans, we want a cup run, don't we, as well? So it's a, it's a difficult balance to, to strike. Well, O'Neill presumably will start as well. Yeah, G- give yeah. him some good minutes. Tribal will also start, give yes. him some good minutes. Francic. Yeah, Fran- yes. Francic, who yeah. I, I thought that did really well when he came on um, uh, against Forest. Um, or do I mean Villa? Forest. Avrancic. Yeah. Last last time I saw him, I thought yeah. he did he was all right. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, so it's I feel that we've I feel that we've got a very good squad for um the way that we want to play mm. and the but I also think in str- us struggling to be able to name those the other centre back, obviously unless we don't mm. know how far Hanley Hanley is off. Mm. Um I think that ironically that is the opposite of where where the problem is. I, I I think changing a game if we were one down, I'm not sure that we we have the answer yet as to how we can creatively give a team another problem. Yeah. So I guess with Forest when we went one nil down, we really struggled then, and then on Tuesday with Villa when we went one nil down, we no, really struggled no, again. I think what will be interested on Tuesday is whether or not uh, Scriveni will start, but then whether or not it's Oliveira or Adam Ida. On the bench, mm. yeah, that would be interesting. Rhodes on the bench because he's only going to get 15, 20 minutes, mm. isn't well, he? Yeah, because yeah. he's not going to play Saturday, is he? No. Yeah, no, no. And, when, and when everybody's available, I think I think what we do is we we start with Pookie and, and Rhodes is the change. Mm. Rhodes comes yeah. on and yeah, then Pookie goes to right right midfield. Yeah, and, and we That's can what go. Been doing, but yeah. but that that was the thing. I I mean, you know, very dry, witty point, Lorne, well done. But <laughs> the, but when when if we were in a situation, for example, that that Quill hadn't made those saves. Mm. The bench today, other than going, other than lobbing Scrubbing up there, who has obviously got a brace against Cardiff and, and has looked a handful of times, is a bit Bambi on ice. Um, I don't know whether or not we've got a constructive 
progressive change. Well, on the bench, you, make, you had, you had, you had Francis, Hernandez and Sabrini. You can't, yeah. you know, it's three yeah. other attacking players. Yeah, they I, were all starting games last season. Yes, and, and I would, I would have had O'Neill on earlier today. Um, oh, yeah. he was because I wasn't I didn't quite I haven't quite got the confidence yet that we can coast and see out games despite the fact that the results are but we are say, whenever we win we're kind of coasting and seeing out games mm. no no I appreciate that as I say it is, it's my um, indoctrinated conditioning as a Canaries yeah, fan to, yeah. just, to just think well we could probably cock this up actually from, from, from but you know that's from, what all fans do so yeah. so Barcelona fans when they were winning everything were you know were saying like, surely they should, we should be finding a place for him and I don't know, we're a bit predictable, this tippy-tap. So, again, the context of this is nine points out of nine. Are we perfect now? Are we, are we moving in the right direction, short-term, medium-term, long-term? Blooming hell, yes. The closer seems to have no. really blossomed into Very much a, a so. disciplined Very much defender. So. I mean, a couple of times well, he gave the ball away today. But, but he looks much better alongside Zimmerman for some reason. Yes. He's a much more solid partnership than, but, than close does with Henry. Maybe so one of the things I'd like to bring up is, is how individuals are playing better this season. And, mm. that, and it can't be all because of you know some feel-good factor. It must be individuals being coached. I mean, off air before we started, I talked about Tetti, who, who is playing a different game. And obviously, you know, he's he's got Leitner alongside him, but that doesn't that doesn't explain what he's doing, which is facing in the right direction. You know, I mean, he's always brilliant at reading the game, always brilliant at disrupting uh, opposition moves, always brilliant at interceptions, and then poor passing technique and knock it sideways. Now, I'm a great believer in sideways passes, but sometimes you want another option. And what he's doing this season is facing the right direction, going forwards every opportunity, looking for a positive ball, really assumed the role of captain in the last mm. few weeks as well. He's shouted, he's pointing. Uh, and whereas in the past, except for notable exceptions like Manchester United, the way you know, he's seldom strayed, now he's clearly encouraged and coached to, to take the ball forward and go forward in pursuit. A couple of, of strides before that pass is made. Is, 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 yeah. that's, that's what's clear, mm. clearly a difference. You know, so there's a difference. And I, and I think you, you, you were right to to highlight Tim Closer, I think he's playing better as an individual. Now, is that all in his head? Well, he's a you know, he's a full international Howard. Is he suddenly discovered a different way of thinking? No. I think he's been pointed in a different way of thinking. So so when he is on the ball, whereas before, um, particularly with Hanley and last season it would be, you know, exchange passes along along your own back four line, looking sideways, looking that way all the time. He brings the ball out left where he's got he knows he's got uh, a ball player to the left of him, a ball player in front of him. And, and he's prepared to, to try and be creative. Doesn't always do it, which then to half in the world does. But I think, you know, individuals are playing um, substantially well, that ball better. Through for Emmy today. Absolutely. I mean, it's mm. absolutely and, and what fantastic. was interesting was how many how many people uh, who didn't go towards Emmy went went to yeah. to Timmy well, and to, to thank and yeah. and made a point of it. And there was a sort of joking thing mm. about you could see it was the sort of thing you'd do on a Sunday morning. The centre half has just played a killer through. Yeah, ball but I think that, that that's the second goal in a row. Can, along with the second goal on Tuesday night, yes. that if that's on match of the day, yes. that is being replayed for six yes. different times from six different yes. angles with, 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 with yeah. the beautiful kind of long yellow line as it goes through yes. the air and arcing yes. through to yes. it and then a touch because yes. it was so brilliantly played, like the 18 yes. touches and the couple of back heels, etc. Yes. Tommy Tribal's uh, black heel in the, in yes. the goal on Tuesday was my favourite. Probably like that more than the finish. Come on then, how far can, can we go? It's with this, with this, this run has gone too, on, on yeah. too long now. We're going to have to actually... Um, Are you going to call but, it? Are we going to win the league? I don't think we're going to win the league. Um, <laughs> but um, the difference is, I think, what Mick has just summed up from where things fell apart last season was I don't think there was the coaching 
that I don't think there was the evidence of the coaching that there does seem to be this year. And it is around that specific point. And we argued about this towards the end of last season. I didn't think, and I still don't think it was the case, that there was a big step forward from individual players over the course of last season. However, now we do seem to be seeing players who have made quite significant tactical um, character mm. Uh, and ability steps forward in the direction we need them to be. We need a Teddy to be more positive, and that's what he's done. And part of that is surrounding them with, with technical players. So for me, the difference between the old Norwich and this new Norwich is summed up by our right back. Now, love, love Ivo Pinto, wonderful on social media, fantastic sort of barnstorming, head down, full back. Not in the same class as Max Aaron's. Not in class. As, a, as a, a defensively, as a joining player, or, or indeed delivering in the final third and and and, and Max is still an is an England under 19 you know so so that first of all is the bravery of of and I know he was hired with that brief but the bravery of saying Do you know what I'm going to going to pitch the kids in well, we've got 35 million pounds worth of yeah. uh, of full backs at the moment yeah. um, I'm I was particularly pleased with how well Max Aaron's played today because I did the uh, we had the Billy the Bee from the Brentford um, okay. podcast and, and we did the preview for their okay. site and they did it yeah, for us yeah. and and the, the players I they they I asked you know who to look out for and I actually said yeah because he mentioned Jamal Lewis and I said yeah actually have a look the other yeah, side right, and so I'm particularly right. pleased that he played so yeah. well after yeah. me telling me yeah. actually going on the back and, the and then if you've got if those if those who if you're on the ball if you're if you're Alex Tetty or you're Tim Closer and those are your options as opposed to Bless him, you know, but but Eva Pinto, mm. then it's easier to have the confidence to play a little short. Or, st- or Steepman, you trust him. Steepman yeah. last season at yeah. times playing left back, and we yes. were thinking, what, yeah. what's going on? I mean, today yeah. again, we, we have to praise Steepman for the second part in the row. Yeah. I mean, he's a unit, isn't he? Well, not only is he enormous, mm. but the running that mm. he did, and he was doing mm. it all the time. Mm. And you mentioned Rose not being the most mobile. With Steeperman, yeah, that doesn't matter. No, they were Steeperman, almost playing as a two up. Front. Yeah, because Steeperman runs and runs and runs yeah. and runs, and he's got those go-go gadget legs, um, which obviously did actually get him in trouble with the ref because he managed to get a high foot. Can high foot, foot high. He was stood on the floor, <laughs> and was, his other foot was above this six foot leg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he, he, I think he's about sixty yeah. percent leg. Um, but also, Steedman has that yard in his head as well. So it's not only that he's making the runs, but he's in the right place to make the run. He knows mm. when to press. He knows when to stand yeah. off. When the ball's up, he he seems to know if Rose is going to win it, and therefore mm. he should go on, or he's not going to win it, so he should sit off. So we've gone round in a circle. Mm. Come on, what, how, how far can we go, Punt? Can, um, can we go up this year? I think we can go up. I'm not sure that we will go up. I think we'll be in and around it for the top six. But I'm st- still it's. It's riding the crest of a wave at the moment, and the test of this team, as it was last year, um, when we come out of this run of form, is can we go again? And hopefully we can. And I think if we do, then we will be right up there. And what would be the undoing of us? What what will make this wave crash? Because it's going on so long that it's less it's a wave confidence. and more tide. And I think it's confidence because you know if we have a couple of poor results, and then suddenly people start to look around and go, is this going the way of last season? Because up until what this point last year. We were still doing really well. In fact, I think up until a couple of games ago, we actually had more points than we did compared to this time last season. Was it not this round of the cup we got to when we went to Emirates? Yeah, yeah. and then I think it all. Stopped. And that was that. That was the night that the bubble burst, basically. And I think you know we were perhaps sat, we were sat here on this podcast. We made a joke of it earlier, but uh, you know, saying if we go to Derby and get three points, and then go to Wolves and get three points. We're going to win the we, league we, because we, 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 we looked yeah, like that because was the we case. didn't because we were shit housing and whilst I had my reservations about Farker, a few of which I still have, but a few are 
being resolved as, as the season goes on, and, yeah. and a couple of which will never be forgiven. But anyway, <laughs> the, 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 the thing, the, the reason I thought that I went, wanted to make that statement at that time was because we were just so difficult to score against. Yeah. And I think the difference this year, though, is that Farker has learned that our team looks a lot more streetwise in terms of the way in which we go about games. Our game management is loads, loads better. So I think we're, we're definitely we're seeing tangible progression um, on the pitch. This is a heresy, but I think we're a better team because we've solved Madison. Yeah, and uh, we've oh, made that point previously because 100%. we're more rounded and we don't look to James Madison no. to go and, and Mo, lift Mo us out of the situation. Out that shadow. And who would be who would come back, receive it on you know in our third, you know do a couple of stepovers, maybe win a free kick, caress the ball because he loved it. Mm. Uh, that's not what we do now, and we're, we're a better team. And there we're are other things as well. Yeah, and they. There are lots of little things that are going well. So, so there was some mocking uh, when it was announced that we had someone coaching throw-ins. We don't give the ball away at throw-ins. You know, we do that little thing where the bloke will take in the throw-in, uh, waits, someone drops just in front of him, we give it straight back to him. We would play little triangles and, and keep possession at a throw-in. Um, just a very quick aside, yeah, just on throw-ins, because okay. uh, this is Norwich City podcast, so we can yeah. look back again. I don't know, do, any, do any of you three remember when Wesley was in his pomp uh-huh. He used to make a thing of regularly, regularly, it's one of the things once you've noticed it, you see it all the time, if we'd won a, a relatively attacking throw in, he'd make a beeline, run over there really, really right. quickly, pick it up and then go, oh no, I'm not allowed, and then <laughs> drop it. And he would do it nearly every single game. It, it was, clearly there'd been some kind of indication from the club or from management, doesn't matter which manager it was, he would always go, oh, oh, throw it. Yeah. Oh no, I'm not allowed. You can't <laughs> throw it far enough. Exactly. I think Don't that might that. have been it. But, but, it happens regularly. But, so I think there's a lot, I think there's a lot, so... One of the other things that happened this week, that the journalist Michael Calvin, author Michael Calvin, is a friend of mine, came and made a presentation to the Academy. Uh, I'm not really sure what it was all about. What I do know is he tweeted afterwards uh, something like, um, uh, Premier League, FA, come and see what Norwich are doing uh, and how they've spent the money at the Academy. Now, I haven't spoken to him about it, but this is a, this is a neutral who's seeped in, steeped in, in um, what, what happens at Academies, who's very impressed with with what we're doing down there, you know that was a big commitment that it would have been would have been easier to take a, a, another option and you know stay in the Porter cabins. Um, we've got we've got three of our kids in the team. Um, it's I think will we go up? No idea. Uh, have we got a chance of going up? Definitely. Are we good enough to finish top six without question? We, we, you know it would be I, I would think it, from the, where we are now, how we're playing, it would be an abject failure not to be in the, in the playoffs at the end of the season. Are we? Is the direction of travel, as I said earlier, is the direction of tra- travel of the club um, in good hands and um, uh, and going well? Short term, yes. Medium term, yes. Long term, yes. Uh, and I think there's so much that they're getting right. The, the, you know, the doctrine of, of marginal gains. That I think eventually, if it's not this season, I think this group of players will be playing Premier League football very soon. I tweeted. Yesterday, I think, because I'd been looking back at an interview that John did with Stuart Webber okay, yeah. when he joined, yeah. and reading that back is so interesting with hindsight. Like he talks about, Captain we haven't hindsight. we haven't got a left back at mm. the club. We don't own one. So uh, it was talking about Mitchell Dykes at the time yeah. was on mm. loan, and he's like, well, has he done excellent? No, I'd argue he hasn't done excellent. He's done mm. all right. Have we got someone better somewhere else? Mm. Probably. How can we bring them through? Um, he mm. talked about Madison, who at the time wasn't in the team. Yeah, and he said, should thing, he yeah. go out on loan because he's got to play football, mm. or is he going to play football here? And you, if yeah. you look back at what Weber has said, mm. he speaks so much sense. Mm. And he's not what he's not doing. What they're not doing in any sense is making it up as they go along. Nice. So in every position with every player, there are, there are you know not spreadsheets, but there are 
career paths planned. There are, um, you know, training regimes planned. There are what kind of the money ball needed. approach, but not it quite, is, yeah, not, not quite, quite but, as but analytical. But as no, that. no, and and um, you know, we've not we've not talked about what's happening down the road, but. Um, well, let's go on to that because okay. that, that was the next thing we were going to okay. cover on the just agenda. One anyway. quick thing, though, oh, is all of all of what we're saying now touches back on what you just said a minute ago about how we've got a squad of players that's perfect for the way we want to play, mm. and that isn't by accident. No, isn't okay, by well, on, on that point, I think the, the, the main difference for me this season versus um, up until the end of last season is having now seen. Yes, it's taken maybe a year for some of them. Having now seen the likes of Emmy and O'Neill and mm. Timu, etc., I. Have more faith in what we would do with a Premier League transfer budget now than I think I have mm. the last three times we went up. Yeah, I think we might mm. just might spend that money in Is a it, really shrewd way. I, I think that's the big. We test. seem to know how to get yeah. players who who are playing the way we play. Whereas before we've maybe gone, we need a striker, let's buy a striker. We need a left back, let's buy a left mm. back. We now seem to be let's buy a technician and we'll play him where it works. Mm. Well, I mean. That may oversimplify what went on before, but I, but I think it is definitely a, a, the Premier League challenge for clubs like Norwich. You know, I'm not saying Little Old Norwich, but clubs like Norwich is is what you do in the Premier League. And um, do you, you know, follow the Lambert route of of signing people for whom it's a it's a step up and a challenge and an opportunity, or does there come a moment when when you sign someone from Everton for a lot of money because you think? That investment will keep you up. And we'll always have that question to ask, and we'll never agree about it. But I agree with you. But I think, see, I think what, what the other thing that Weber brings to the table is, I think he gets good value for the players he flogs. Yeah. Well, um, to Tuesday or Wednesday, um, we're going to see Bournemouth, yeah. and that has been the that had been up until this season the one thing that had been levelled as a criticism yes, that they have. We're not Bournemouth. We, 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 well, no, but <laughs> yeah, the the what was that. Um, They've gone up and stayed up, playing their system, playing their 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 path, and they still got several of those players mm-hmm. in the nucleus still there because their big money signings kept flopping, and they, mm. they 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 he couldn't get them to integrate, he couldn't get them to mm. work. And this season, it's worked a lot better for them. Um, but what's interesting is the difference between them and us when our when our big signings didn't work, and some of the other clubs that have yo-yoed up and down, is that because they had such uh, intrinsic uh, way of playing and style and and pattern, it meant that. When the when the big money signings didn't quite work out, it was like, okay, well, that's not working. We'll go with what we know. We know this. We know the system. We've got players who who are properly bred into that, um, and with the youth, etc. And and I'm hope that's why I say it. I'm hopeful that whilst I think maybe we might be a little bit less, we might go a little bit less marquee if we were mm. to go up. Um, but I think we would therefore maybe be able to look at. Dortmund second team who are on the mm. fringes now, as opposed mm. to having to go kind of Division Four, but still. Mm. I think the, the I believe that it would still be the same thing. It would be let's get players who are who are maybe only a step below mm. being being on the radar of the big clubs now, and and then getting them in. And it might take them two windows until they're actually in the first team and playing. Mm. But we've got enough to go with well, the squad we've got. They will already have that plan, is what I think now, and I think yeah. they'll have a plan for we're still in this division next season. Um, you know, again, the context isn't it fantastic? We're sitting here and saying, how would we cope in the Premier League instead of saying. Are we going down with the... Well, the start of September, we were doom and gloom because you had to be because we were, you know, going yeah. into a derby with the two teams. I mean... But except, but except we weren't that playing I thought, badly. I don't I think that's uh, the We weren't playing no, badly. No, I agree with you, John. Play, I, we weren't I, playing brilliantly, though. But I think, there's, no. well, I think there were some really good performances early on. I thought, hindsight, hindsight means we can see we can take the big, the good well, parts out of the way we were controlling some of the game. I, I, people I've talked talk to, I was, I was... My wife is a gloom and doom merchant. You can't think why 41 years married to me, but... Um, 
But she thought it was awful, and I kept saying, we're playing well. In fact, the worst performance was uh, the. I'm trying to think which one we won. Was it Preston? Preston it was yeah. the worst performance. And yeah. we'd had, we yeah. played better in that in games that lost. And, I, and people who went to Germany pre season said, we're going to be better, better this season. Yeah. And I, I thought I could see um, signs that, that it was coming. And I, it's easy to say that now, but it was what I said at the time. And um, so, so you know, your, your comparison is with Bournemouth. I'd say, well, what about Fulham and Cardiff who came down with us in 14? Took them, took them all these years to get back, and look like they're going to come straight back yeah. again. So that, you know, you can always, you can always choose your comparisons. We, and we, we don't always um, compare badly with them. Uh, we yeah, came with Villa. Who, but hmm. my, but my, my comparison with Bournemouth was a unlikely, unlikely for me with this regime, a positive one. It, it yeah. was the fact that I think the difference is that because we're we're going up with far more sense of a style, we know what to expect mm. with with Norwich and how they're they're going to try and play. Which I don't think was necessarily ha- was the case under Worthington Lambert. I, I think that there was more of a we, we knew that the type of football it, or we knew the character, we knew the up and at them element of it to, to a certain degree. I think Lambert. But we didn't have it. Yeah, we had Lambert identity, had a style identity. identity. I don't. I don't know if he had. I don't know if he had a style. You don't think in, Worthington the teams with Huckabee had and Drury had a had a I don't. I don't think. I don't think they had a, an archetypal pattern of play like we've got now. Um, I think they were Wellington's team was was probably more exciting um, than than Farker's team is at the moment. There, there are things to be that are enjoyable about some of the mm. lush football we're playing. I, I you know but, but I can't con- be got me. But the context is, is it's two thousand and eighteen and not two thousand and four. Yeah. Two thousand and four, if we tried to play, you know, a version of a version of the Spanish game, we'd have just been bored. But again, I'm, again, I'm tr- I'm trying to be positive, and you three aren't letting me. I'm I'm, tr- I'm trying. <laughs> I just don't understand it. I'm trying to be positive. I'm trying to to point out that. I actually credit this regime for yeah, no, having, having to, and, and I think that we have we've got think, an identity but more but than we had But saying we do now doesn't mean it's always been rubbish because I don't think it has. Yeah. I didn't say it's been rubbish. No, no, but, but I, I absolutely adored that. I mean, the 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 Worthington team is a, one of real, um, a pro, a probably more affection than the Lambert era Can we play for some me. Football? Because, I, because remember, I remember a game at Warsaw. I got to go to so many of the away yeah, games because yeah. I was up in Leeds at okay. uni at that time. Yeah. So I was, and we played. Yeah. Everyone seemed to be Northern, yeah. Rotherham, Burnley. Yeah. They, they were so easy to get to. Well, I the went game, to loads the game of at games. Burnley in the Championship winning season Five was, oh, yeah, yeah, was, yeah, was, was an absolutely, yeah, absolutely critical moment. And and um, the away end is over the dressing room. Away end fans are over the dressing room. Well, it's three three at half time or something. Yeah, something ridiculous. you know, it wasn't wasn't we kept scoring, they kept scoring, and at half, all through half time, that the fans were were you know singing e i e i e i etc. And it was a it was a wonderful afternoon. Mm. Um, so you know, we we I don't we shouldn't rewrite history. Worthington's team did very well in the context of, of them, and uh, uh, Alex Neal did did a fantastic job of reviving a. Moribund team of you know, so, and, I, so, and I love both of them. And you know, the Wembley days. I agree is with the, you. Is the best I agree with you. Life. What we have now is an overarching philosophy. Yes, that, that, that's that what we'll I'm carrying forward. I'm, I, I mean, I, you know, I would, I, I think, and I, I think Hux actually answered this question not long ago. And um, Hux is confident that his team would beat the the current team mm. and also Lambert's team. Okay. And, and and I think he's probably right on 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 a given yeah. day if they were both at their their prime. Yeah. As long and as Huckabee was in it, because if he took him out of it, I think that <laughs> side was probably a top eight <laughs> side, not a Fair enough. champion. But, but the, the, yeah, that, it's the it's the fact there is that that principle you now. Can, We're really, signing to a principle rather than signing yeah. to fill positions. You you can never do that. The, the famous story is, is of of uh, somebody asking uh, of the of the Manchester United team 
you know, when they when they won the treble in nineteen ninety nine, wherever it was, how would you how would you your would the you know I'm not remember the years the sixty seven champions the European Cup yeah. winning team how would they compare with the nineteen ninety nine team? He said they would probably beat us, but then most of us are in our fifties now. Yeah, you know, I so think Pelle, you, you, credited with you, a similar line. I mean, yeah. You can't you can't do the comparisons. Uh, I, I, in the legends game, mm. there was a, the goal in the legends game was Huckabee delivering it. Uh, Ewan used his backside to edge okay. an Italian defender out of the way and didn't quite wasn't quite mobile enough to spin around and get himself on it. But uh, and 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 Small McVeigh scored. But in that moment, you thought, do you know what? Ewan Roberts was an absolute craftsman in the in that art in the yeah. box. Was there an overarching philosophy? Well, the philosophy was to to um, sign good players, you know, and 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 mm-hmm. use every available penny that, to, on signing good players, and it, you know, it got us up playing wonderful football. So, but I take, I mean, I do take your point. Where, where we are now is incredibly encouraging. And, and, and yeah. I think going back, so the original question was, are we good enough to go up? How far can we go? I think the big variant in terms of this season is there's no one that's going to walk this league. There's no one like Wolves-esque who is Surely going Leeds to go. will walk it, won't they? Well, <laughs> oh, no, we're ahead of them now. But, um, you know, th- I don't know, they're playing this evening, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. <laughs> they might, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. As it sounds, they might be above us. We haven't checked the scores. But, um, <laughs> Let's have a look. I'm genuinely not worried about anyone no. in the league no. now. You know, it's so... We've got United, I think, are my favourites there. Like us, they're just playing really, really well. But they did this last season and then they fell away. And I think, again, that's their test and it's our test, isn't it? Is that when the form is tested, when you have a couple of poor results, if we can go again, I think we'll be right up there. Uh, Leeds are 1 0 down at half time. There you go, we're ahead of them. There you go. That's fine. So, edit that bit out. So, let's look down uh, uh, both geographically and by. 21 places uh, and and morally and by probably 21 points nearly as well to that lot down the road Um, so I am uh, not surprised that Lambert has taken the opportunity because I don't think it would have possibly happened if he ever thought there was a route back in at Norwich Uh, and I don't think it would ever have happened maybe one or two appointments of his ago. I think he's lost too much stock in the game to be able to be picky. And I think he sees it as an opportunity that if he can get them to mid-table, then he might get a bit more credit in, in the game again. Because even if he then walks away at the end of the season, having just about kept them up, and he goes, look, I'm, I can't work under Evans. I'm not mm. going to get enough money. I'm not going to be able to take this team forward. I've done my job. That might then give him the opportunity to then go and work somewhere else because he's proved himself. But he's signed quite a long contract as well. Mm. And I was quite surprised. Like 2021, as they've, sh- years, as they've shown today, though, they are fucking awful. I mean, they are <laughs> poor. I mean, they are just almost unwatchable. Like they, they had they had fewer shots on target than than Timmy Closer scored goals the other day. You know, they are so poor. But I think they weren't a great side last season and they've had the heart and soul ripped mm. out Mick of that McCarthy side as well. must be just Garner's gone, himself. Weckon's gone, McGoldrick's gone. All of their goals have gone and they mm. haven't been repl- they've been replaced by a League Two striker. There's Lambert's going to need to address that pretty soon. There's a lovely sort of circular thing about this in that, that Lambert was, I think, watching today, was he not? Was he in the Yeah, apparently in the, in the stands, stand? yeah. And the first game he watched us as incumbent manager was at Brentford, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, he was appointed before, in the day of the Brentford game, came and watched. And I didn't know at the time, but I learned afterwards that, that after the game, in which we lost 2-1, Dele said to him, good luck with that. Oh. Um, but actually, he walked, Lambert walked into a dressing room that had Holt, uh, Wes... Um, uh, Super Chrissy Martin, um, you know, and it, 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 your point about why has he gone to Ipswich? 
he wasn't fighting off, off other offers, was he? Exactly, that's the thing. And, and the other thing is, I, I had a, I was working for the Express at that era, and I had a sit, a exclusive sit down with him, and I went to Yellows, and I wanted to talk to him about, funny enough, about his fascination with Germany. You know that we didn't know that we were going to have our own fashion fascination with Germany. But he said several things that I didn't use because I thought that thought they would not help the club I care about. And, and what became clear in the conversation with him was that that. Um, he thought wherever he went, it'd be short term. Um, he did that as a player. You know, he walked out on clubs and he and he went to Germany um, without a contract to try and get one. You know, so he was very driven as a player. And what he said was, and I, I you know, during this conversation over, over I was, I think I had the, uh, the egg burger and I think he had some low fat thing. Um, <laughs> doesn't surprise any of you, I'm sure. Um, he said, Mick. Uh, it's very nice what you're saying, but in two years' time you'll be sitting here with another manager saying it to him because, you know, managers always move on. He also said, um, "I said to him, what, you know, what motivates you?" He said, "I like having a trophy at the end of the season in my hands." And I thought, well, okay, that, that's not going to be with us. But with great disrespect, yeah. it's not going to be with us. Turned out, you know, League One trophy and a, what have you. But, but I don't think you'll end the, end no, the season with a trophy. No, no, quite, however good he quite, is today. But, but what I mean season. was, he, so he's always he's always been. Um, seen himself as a it's a finite gig that he's doing the, the the other thing is that i felt that he always motivated himself by by hating the people who just employed him so so part of you know he commits himself to the cause and the way of sort of exorcising that when he moves on is to is to pick a fight with them so that season first season in the in the uh, uh, in, in league one under lambert new year's day i think at wickham which was his previous club yeah. we got a late goal um, Colchester we smashed yeah but yep. when we got when we got the late goal at Wickham he did an unnecessary jig on the touchline Marino-esque uh, at Colchester which was the first time I had a proper talk with him he was completely stoked up for that because it was Colchester and because he knew the fans were going to abuse him mm. when he the times when he came back to us there was a lot with Villas yeah, a lot of pumping there was a lot of you know uh, gin, uh, chin sticking out on the touchline and, and strutting about uh, and he is, that is the pugnacious little bloke he is. Now, I will never, ever boo Paul Lambert, ever, because, you know, in concert with others, he took my club up 50-something places in the table, gave us three unforgettable years. Uh, I'll never boo him, uh, but it's interesting. I, I mean, I wasn't sure how each set of fans would react, but those were at the game to say, that was quite a good, today, it was quite a good song we've... It was a good song. It's very annoying that it doesn't yeah. scan, which is really... No, he, he needs <laughs> another syllable in his but, name. No, almost what we need, but based on what you've said about him mm. being pugnacious, and, and he left not, when he left Norwich, he had no love for the club. Like no. He didn't go off thinking, oh, this is like, no. the best club I've ever He, he tried managed. to sue us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, he, he doesn't like Norwich. Yeah. Um, maybe the but best he was thing, really keen to, to, to try and engineer an opportunity to come back well, on more than one occasion. He was really keen because he, you know, he was out of work. job. But oh, almost, oh, yes, no, I know, but, my, my, no, but my point is, it's, it's interesting that that is, that is a, that's a part of his psyche, that he would be, um, you know, and, and Mick nodded his head saying maybe he's heard similar things to himself, that that, that is, he definitely was trying to make moves to yeah. come back. However, he, if it's a club that he's been, you know, he, he's been willing to tarnish or be, or try and sue, and then yeah. think in his head that... The, the same people are still in charge or custodians of the club are still there that yeah. were there when he tried to sue them. That's very much, much, chance but it, that's it was the egos of him and McNally, wasn't it? I think that that's what clashed. That's the point about the song, though, is if if he is this kind of person who, who really relishes being 
hated. I think he has to. I think he, he motivates yeah, himself by yeah. doing that. Yeah, well, being, being different. Yeah, when he comes out, yeah, he's And he struts the, the, out. The really interesting thing about that era, and I, here's the thing, I'm, I, I was going to, I was, I set myself the target of writing another Tales from the City, the, the, the Lambert years. I went and saw, I went and saw David McNally in his, in his um, wine bar in Bromsgrove. He pulled me a pint, which was a bit sort of freaky, um, <laughs> and came to the conclusion that I probably couldn't write it um, because uh, there are so many people still hurting and unresolved issues. You, I would have to have everything lawyered. And, and the truth of that era is that three people, the chairman, Alan Bokett, the chief executive, David McNally, and the manager, Paul Lambert, came together, did their jobs extraordinarily well, and ended up hating each other. The, the three of them couldn't work together any longer. And so it was a it was a moment in time for which we should all be grateful. Which we all, but it's gone, you know. Yeah, I mean, so just to, yeah. what, a note on, on Gilly. Um, yes. He uh, will, will have uh, agonised over it and won't have taken the decision lightly because he does love the, the city and mm. the club. Um, but we have to just bear in mind that it is an opportunity financially for him and also um, he doesn't necessarily have anything like the same route to the opportunity to be first team manager. No. That kind of promotion is not no. around the corner for knowledge. No. Um, and also there have been a lot of, some would say, ruthless changes um, yeah. at the club and he would he has seen his those of his era, those yeah. who, who have yeah. maybe got more um, in the kitty with regards to mm. club legend status count for nothing with this current regime so yeah. he's not exactly going to expect to be shown in respect from that point of view and and that is why I would I wish him nothing but failure on the pitch mm. um, but I hope that Gilly in particular I hope that he does learn a lot maybe about how because as I, as I say to people at work I, I learnt a lot about how to manage people by one of the worst sales managers I've ever sure. worked under. And so I'm hoping that he learns a lot about how not to do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I hope they are a fantastically coached, failing team. I hope they, they, they play brilliant football and get relegated. Also, I think the thing with Ipswich is the problem isn't the manager, the problem isn't the coach and stuff. The, the squads are awful, is the, it? Well, it's not even the squad. The problem's Marcus Evans. Yeah, but like, it is and it isn't. It's just, it's been systemic for so long that there's just been this terminal decline. I, I, this is the season they're going to go, I think. I've got no doubt, so I don't think Lambert will turn them around. And the other reason about Lambert going there, his stock is high in East Anglia, you know, we, because we still look at that era and, and uh, you know, he battered them. So if you're, an, if you are, a, I don't know, this is going to be a hard leap of imagination, isn't it? but if you were a, a that lot fan, you would think, Oh, he managed them, but he didn't have to do well. Yeah. And yeah. He's, he's got a dad's success at Colchester as well, mm. which is just yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think there is a misconception, uh, and social media is is nonsense because you can't really it, pick up a thread it, from that. It, no, it's not. But, a... but there does seem to be a misconception that we. I mean, yes, obviously we're we're talking about it on the pod, but that's because it's a new, newsworthy thing. Um, I think there is a misconception that we we are more irked by him going there. Than, than we are as in I think they probably think it's more of a one-upmanship than well, we genuinely do I, I don't care how many clubs has he had since Norwich and Ipswich what three four it just doesn't matter anymore and no, it's not the same it's, no, it's, 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 the way he, it's the way he left that, that's the thing like because he left under a cloud and, 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 and hasn't said nice things since when he's had opportunities to when he's come back to the club etc mm. it was yeah you did brilliantly for us during that period but you've been a bit of an arsehole since then yeah. so you might so you might as well turn full heel 
and now we can just completely hate you. Now we don't have to think that. Now we don't have to feel bad for thinking oh, you're a bit of a dickhead. Hate, like, but I think so just right. Right. you know what it's I mean. Yeah. I don't care. Just ignore him, and, and I think care. he will, as, as you've rightly alluded to, Mick. I think he will try and pick a fight with Norwich now yeah, because actually it will make him popular in it. And it'll it give him a siege mentality as well. Like just ignore him. And, and I was really surprised at the game today that, that more noise was generated through hating Ipswich and new Paul Lambert chants. When you're thinking, we're 1-0 up here and actually we're kind of... Brentford are, are taking it to us. Let's get behind the team. Cause it's, it's part of the fun what's happened. It right? is. Uh, if we were 2-3-0 up, I could there see There was a that, wonderful but... moment at Forest, which, is, which was, as I said, that I thought Forest was a blissful away day. After the game, uh, in the away concourse, um, there's a television showing Sky Sports News or you know Sky Football... And they've got the top of the championship, and so twenty, thirty of us gathered around that, looking at, looking at, that. and, and then somebody started the goalkeeper thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we all started doing it, and it took two or three minutes. We kept going. Then it flipped over to the bottom of the table. We had a little dance, and yeah, a little song, yeah. and we sang the song about going down. It's part of the joy and bliss of, of this current situation, isn't it? Moving on to the ACN mailbag. Oh goodness, we're going to have to be quick with this, aren't we? We've we've been here for ages. We've got some some fantastic questions that have come in. We're going to pick two or three terrific ones. And then Mick, let's not forget that Mick has to pick the best questions so that they win some exclusive Along Come Norwich stickers. I know one off the top of my head. Let's open that because it could be a quick little discussion. So it's from Joe Cartwright on Twitter. And it is, how much would you pay... To be Moritz Leitner for 90 minutes Ooh. on a Saturday. Can I specify the 90 minutes? <laughs> no, it's today. You just you are him. So it's not you playing football as you for 90 minutes. It's you playing football as Mo. Yeah. For, 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 how much would I pay? Yeah. How much would you pay for that experience? Just a one-off 90 minutes. <laughs> Well, that's gone quiet. don't listen to this, so it's fine. I'm just going to say. She went a grand, didn't you? Before we thousand pounds, I'd pay thousand pounds. Yeah, yeah, to be Mo Liner for ninety minutes. To have that experience, I'd, I'd, it's a one if, if I, yeah, I would. If I also was able to remember it for a long time, and I, yeah, I think I'd probably go close to two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah. Two and a half. Because yeah. to be able to, to you be able buy, to, buy suits for awards ceremonies though. You've got the cash to, to buy to buy that for thirty quid from Asda. <laughs> to, fin- to finish the anecdote, the Lord is your favourite. <laughs> uh, no, if we if, if if we could if we could do that to to be able to affect a game, have that much of the ball. Because that's the other thing. Yeah, it's not it's, it, with Mo Leitner as opposed to some of the other players on the pitch. You're basically saying, what's it like to have the ball for ninety minutes? You know, mm. um, just be involved in it. Yeah, and, I, and also I. I've been very fond of him from the moment he came on loan. He's he is, I think he's an absolute Rolls Royce of a player. Um, re- really enjoy watching him. Mm. I'm delighted that hopefully we're gonna injuries injuries aside, we're gonna keep looking at him for another couple of years at least. Mick, roll back the years. How much? I could. I, I, there's a head trick I can't do because uh, I, I'd like to be as you know. I'm, I've never been fatter and more sedate, and he is probably the skinniest player in the team, isn't he? So. I can't even do that. 14 kilometres. I can't even do that head trick. I'm too old to do that head trick. It is an absolute, absolute joy to watch him. And, and, um, they made an interesting point that the Sky team on Tuesday night were talking about how, um, he never seems hurried in any way. Um, and it was the thing that was winding, um, the get it forward people last season. And it's the thing that he's getting plaudits from even the, the kind of dunderheaded ones now. It's just the fact that he seems to just spend, have all the time in the world. Yeah. Next question. So this is from Brendan Annerley. Sorry, Brendan, if I've said that incorrectly. Um, I understand not changing a winning team is important for momentum and consistency. 
but I think it's time to drop Campwell for Hernandez, who I think would add more to the team. Should or when will Farker make this change? Mm. I don't think I he don't should. Think he should. I think Campwell, similar to what we were saying earlier about Emi Buendia, Campwell is a different type of player to O'Neill, and he links what we're doing so well. And he's also, he's similar to Emi, and he's a little terrier in terms of winning stuff back. Like a lot of our front foot play comes from Campwell or yeah. Emmy winning it back off their fullbacks when they've tried to yeah. play out. And I think both Campwell and Emmy deserve to stay in the team at the moment. And and also he's he's one of our own fantastic opportunity to the more he plays the better I think he's gonna get, yeah. the more his value's gonna go up. So I, I he's, would he's never played in this role before this season. Never played in that role. He's normally plays as a number ten. Uh, I think he's I think absolutely right, he's instrumental to it. He would be uh, the penultimate player, if I was doing a list of people to drop, a Leitner would be the last. You uh, mentioned number 10, Mick. I was actually thinking today that um, were Steeperman to get mm. a muscle, muscular injury or, or get a bit tired, well, he doesn't seem to ever get tired, but get cramps or mm. something in a game, I was thinking, do you know what? He would. He actually maybe Todd. has earned the opportunity. Yeah, Todd, that's yeah. What the op- maybe earned the opportunity to have a go at number 10, like running off roads or running off street. I'd love to see him and Timu interacting up there. I was going to say, essentially, we're playing three number 10s anyway. That that yeah. forward line is so fluid at the moment that you'll see Steepman popping up on the left and then he's on mm. the right. When Deer doing mm. the same, Campwell doing the same. I think, I think any I think of them could play in that muscularity role. is important in that role because we have got a lot of pretty little players, haven't yeah. we? Mm. And Campbell needs a goal. Yeah, he does. He, he, does. he would be... He, yes, I think it's exactly that would help. Him. He yeah, had more we... time, I think, than he than he realised today because yeah. he could have steadied himself yeah. and just planted that, but yeah. he kind of rushed at it. So yeah. we've, had, we've had a fantastic number of questions, but I think we've got time for one more. One more, right, hang on, let's pick a good oh, one there. Oh, high pressure. Next question from Nick Hayhoe, who did a great match report um, for Tuesday night's match, in which he mentioned that our defence still looks a bit ropey in places and this is a very Norwich thing, so his question is, can anyone remember a time when we've ever had a solid defence? And then he's put, I guess, under Lambert, or the last time, I guess, he's asking when we had a solid defence. And I'd probably kick off on that and say, 14-15, as soon as Alex Neil took over, Basong and Martin, absolutely solid. Both look brilliant. We had spells under Hewton as well when we had that 11-game uh, yeah. win and run where we, didn't, we looked really solid. I also think we touched on it a little bit earlier last season. There was a little spell where we were shithousing our way to never conceding. Mm. Also, Nick asked that question before today, when other than that double save that Krull had to make, uh, and when Canyos had a little shot from the edge of the area that Krull got down well to on a skiddy pitch, I thought we defended admirably today. Re- like ev- The reason we were able to coast to the second half is because we, we dealt with everything. We just had them at arm's length the whole we, time. We haven't, had a better co- we haven't had a better full-backs combo that I can remember full no. stop. I mean, like, I can't Kent, remember. Kent and Drury. I, yes. I don't think Drury's as good as, as Lewis's already. Like, longevity-wise, of course, Drury takes it easily. But, I mean, in terms of current ability, I don't think Drury's... I would say, as in, an individual fit. defender, Drury's one of the best we've had in the time yeah, I've watched them. I'd agree. I think, I think Adam Drury, uh, one-on-one... Yeah. Uh, in a bit, you know, the fact that nobody would ever beat him one on one, I think he's, you know, it's a game to the old thing. You but, can't, I you can't make already, but I think Jamal's already, already proven Jamal's, that. And again, I'm, I was talk, I'm talking about the combo specifically. I'm, you know, yes, Drew is fantastic. Did we ever have a right back who was ever anywhere near as good as him at the same time? The point is, we've got two young ones that are both ours, yeah. and that makes a big difference. And they stop a lot of crosses. I, yeah. I agree with that. As a combination, there has been very little better. Who would you say was the best uh, question today, Mick, and will therefore give um, some ACM? I'll give it to the. How much would you pay to be Marissa Leitner? Because 
it's now, although I said it's, I, I can't do that head trick, it's doing my head in, I'm going to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, w- freaky question should win it. We'll round off as ever with the Along Come Norwich quiz. Six questions in a minute. Mick, a, a, a par score <laughs> is two or three. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Genuinely. <laughs> uh, normally two or three will win it for you. We have had the occasional five. Uh, Gorham okay. got five. Okay. Um, oh, did he? Yeah, he yeah. did. Um, and you also Paddy. Pa- um, no, no, we haven't had Spudder. Spudder will get six. Spudder will get seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we, uh, today's questions are a little bit uh, old football grounds because okay, they are proving popular. Pardon? No, thank you. Yeah. Anything old. Yeah, I've yeah. old football grounds. Old first division champions. A little bit of League Cup as well, okay. and then a couple of uh, a couple of uh, Norwich City based ones for each of okay. you. So your time, Mick, starts now. Who used to play their football at Vetchfield? Uh, Vetchfield. Oh, sorry, no, it'll come back to me. Uh, who were runners up in the second Premier League season? No. Okay. For who <laughs> was Jordan Rhodes playing when he got his first senior Scotland cap? He didn't get it down the road, did he? No, no, I don't know. This is hopeless. Okay, where did when where did Swansea? It was, okay. um, and because I like you, I'll let you go okay. out turn and get that get a point for that. But I will come back yeah. to Swansea Pass in a minute. Where did Wren sign Alex Tetty from? Oh yeah. <laughs> no, uh, Rhodes got three. Oh. Who scored the fourth goal against Wickham in the last round of the League Cup? Oh, I was there. Oh, this is dreadful. No, Who has scored the most Premier League goals for one club? Incorrect. Uh, who were runners up in the second Premier League season? No. Uh, for whom was Jordan Rhodes playing when he got his first senior Scotland cap? Fine. Oh, it's one. one. It's one, which is, that, that is perfectly acceptable. <laughs> um, so, boys, can any of you help me with who runners up in the what second Premier League season? Blackburn, not a guess. Then. Blackburn is correct. Oh, were they really? Yeah, okay. before they won okay. their third season. Okay. Jordan Rhodes was at Huddersfield when he got okay. his first yeah, senior course, Scotland cap. All makes sense. Um, the only really <laughs> obvious Norwegian team was where. Strong's good. No, uh, Rosenberg. Oh, okay. Uh, then Tommy Tribal got the fourth goal in front of him. Did he? Yes, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay, I can remember the goal now. And uh, <laughs> boys, what about uh, the Premier, most Premier goals for one club? It's 183 goals, if that helps. Right. Shearer is second. Terry Henry. Wayne Rooney. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. Wow. That makes sense. Then you've got another 15 for Everton as well. Um, so, one to be, John. I've got a good time <laughs> this. Yeah, I've got a good time breaker this week. Um, your time, John, starts now. Who used to play their football at the old showground? Brighton. Incorrect. Who won the first, Who won the last first division before the Premier League started? Oh, Liverpool. Incorrect. Who signed Mo Leitner from Borussia Dortmund? Who signed him? Mm-hmm. Well, not the person in the club. Stuttgart. Incorrect. In which country did Tim Closer play for his country's Olympic team? Oh, hang on. Which country was he playing? Yeah. As in, where were the Olympics? When he played for his Olympic team. Correct. Uh, Which defender scored against Stevenage in the first round of the League Cup? Zimmerman. Correct. Which ground boasts the record low attendance for a Premier League fixture? Portman Road. Incorrect. Um, Who used to play their football at the old showground? Pass. Uh, who won the first, the last first division before the Premier League started? Leeds. Correct. Correct. Who signed Mo Leitner from Borussia Dortmund? Mm-mm-mm. It's not Alfsberg. 
which ground boasts the, the correct which ground boasts the record that I tend to prep four out of six this oh, might be your joint best um, ever I knew something is, is, is the lowest is it Wimbledon but not necessarily at Player Lane is it yeah, Wimbledon so, yeah, Selhurst Park yeah, is Selhurst. the correct answer and the old show ground Lorne is the only one I don't know is that Shrewsbury it is not Scunthorpe Scunthorpe okay mm. and, but well done some good there. shouts in there so Lorne you've got four to be, four to take it to a tiebreaker come on then and your time. Go on, Bert. I just want to beat Mick. Start. Just go out, make a coffee, come back and say something <laughs> random. <laughs> now, who used to play their football at Booth Ferry Park? Yeah. Hull. Correct. Who were the top flight champions in the 1990-91 season? Uh, okay, so that's before Leeds. Um, Arsenal? Correct. Which Scottish mm. club did Tim Krull go on loan to from Newcastle? Uh, oh, I don't know that. Come on. Uh, incorrect. Where did Celtic sign Timu Puki from? Uh, somewhere else. Correct. Who scored a brace away <laughs> at Cardiff in the League Cup? Grobeni. Uh, Correct. Which yeah. club has scored the most goals from headers in the Premier League era? Wow. Uh, Man United. Incorrect. Which Scottish club did Tim Krull go on loan to from Newcastle? Uh, Rangers. Incorrect. Where did Celtic sign Timmy Pukki from? Romby. Incorrect. Which club has scored the most goals from headers in the Premier League era? Arsenal. Correct. Which mm. Scottish club did Tim Krull go on loan from Newcastle to win it? Hart. Incorrect. Where did Celtic sign Tim Pookie from? Uh, which Celtic. Scottish club did... No. Where did Celtic... Where, which <laughs> Scottish club did Tim Krull go on loan to from... Incorrect. Where did Celtic uh, sign... Uh, Johnson. <laughs> no, Fulkirk. Oh, oh, you'd have got there in the end. Do you think? It was... It was uh, so it's four apiece, which means we four do each. we do need a tiebreaker. Four where did, where did Celtic sign him from? Uh, Celtic sign from Schalke. I would never have got that. Okay. I would have got Schalke, but I would have, okay. wouldn't have got a couple of the other ones uh, you did. Uh, the tiebreaker is uh, Selhurst Park, which we just found out, boasts the record low attendance for a Premier League fixture. I would like you to hazard a guess as to what that attendance was that day. Who goes first? Uh, flip a coin. Tails, you, John. That's dirty, that is. Um, I'm going to say 3,261. See, now I was thinking maybe 3,000 from when they were boycotting before they went to Milton Keynes, but I think that was Division 1, so I'm going to say 11,500. I think it's in the order of... No, I don't get a vote, but I think it's in the order of 4,000. Fewer than 5,000. 3,039. Incredibly well Well played. And that brings us to the end of today's pod. Mick, it's been an absolute pleasure. My my pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on. Can I have a lift back to the pub car park? (laughs) You you (laughs) certainly can. That's the least we can do. And and if anyone's listening, that is the only payment on offer from the ACN lads. Uh, Lorne, thank you for your company. Punt, thank you for your company. Nodcasters, thank you for listening. We'll see you again soon. Welcome to the, oh, you clicked. Welcome to the long. <laughs> Brilliant. So what's the thing about asking the best question or finding the best question? You pick the best question and we'll send it. Out of those we've been asked. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's do that. Great. So uh, this is don't, from don't, Nick. Don't start with so. It's hard to edit. Begins with so. Bloody hell. No, because 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 it, it's weird to just drop in with a sudden so. Whereas shut if you just ask it, now, it's right. easy to edit it. Next question from Nick Hayhoe, who did a great match.